Good morning, everybody. This is Randy Bolander on Hillcrest Covenant's Impact Podcast. How are you this morning? It is a beautiful Monday morning in Kansas City. It is not bright. It is not sunny, but it is 60 degrees, people. It is absolutely lovely, and it's supposed to be uh, for today and tomorrow, I think. So, you know, you tune in for inspiration, you get a little bit of the weather report. Isn't that isn't that just uh, how the Lord works? I don't know. It was a great weekend here at Hillcrest. We had a great number with us yesterday morning. We took in members, which was fantastic. We took in about 20 members this time around, so that was fun. Uh, you can attend Hillcrest forever uh, and not be a member and really get a ton out of it and really make it your family. But in order to have voice into governance and things like uh, approving budgets and and really saying, hey, this is where I want to plant my roots, uh, that's what membership looks like. And so we had 20 folks that uh, stepped up and said, hey, that's for me. And so we welcomed them. That was fun. I also dove into uh, the new series on Nehemiah, and uh, I told the folks in both services I was finally preaching a proper introduction to a series rather than just diving into it at 900 miles an hour. So I talked a lot about the history of Nehemiah and uh, what was going on in the world at the time, just because the story makes a lot more sense in context. But something happened that hardly ever happens yesterday morning, hardly ever happens on a Sunday, and that is that I leave notes on the table. Like I get, to, I run out of time basically. And uh, generally I run right up. I use every minute I've got, but uh, I don't normally have things in my notes or in this case, in the U version notes, those of you that were following along on U version went, Hey, Hey, there's more here. And uh, I didn't have time to do it because with multiple services, you realize that we have folks working in the nursery that need to change places. And you just, I can use a significant amount of time, but at some point I realized that my taking liberty messes other people up, and so I didn't want to do that. All that to say is we are uh, going to circle around this morning. Uh, generally in my sermons, I write myself one or two early off-ramps, meaning I could stop here or here, and it still would make an element of sense. And uh, I blew past the first off-ramp yesterday, but I, I had to take the second one. I had to stop. And these are some things we did not talk about. What we did talk about was how Nehemiah had an awakening to a need. He probably knew that things were not going well in Jerusalem. He probably didn't know all the specifics, but I'm, I'm guessing he had an idea that they had built the temple, but the city was still in shambles. But when he was told that by someone who had just come from that place, he has this awakening of need, and he actually sits down and weeps and mourns for days. He's really struck by this. And that launches him into this journey of leadership. The second thing, the part that I didn't get a chance to talk about was that he capitalized on an opportunity that maybe nobody else would have had. He was a cupbearer to the king and he goes into the king realizing what bad shape Jerusalem is in. And he is, he's so distraught that it, he's physically affected. You can look at him and you can tell that he's very, very sad. And the king actually asks him, why are you sad? I mean, you're not sick. What's the problem? And the Bible says that Nehemiah writes, I was very much afraid. And I said to the king, let the king live forever. Why should not my face be sad when the city, the place of my father's graves, lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? So he actually uh, unburdens himself to the king and says, my city, my homeland, which it's interesting, he has never been there in his life, but it's the place of his father's graves. He said, it's a mess. And the king responds to him, well, what are you asking for when you say that? What are you getting at? And Nehemiah grabs a hold of an opportunity that probably nobody else in the kingdom had. 
He said, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's graves, that I might rebuild it. There comes an opportunity in the life of every leader where a door opens and you've got to walk through it or you've just got to stay where you are for the rest of your life. And it's risky. It's scary. It's a little bit like going before the king who's got the power of life and death and saying, you know, can I do this? But when we do it, our anointing for leadership goes through the roof. The things that Nehemiah accomplishes in the following chapters are amazing. They make this ask look like small potatoes. The, the opportunities that are rising before us, if taken, give us boldness to ask for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. You are a leader. You have influence and more than you realize, people are listening to what you say and even more importantly, watching what you do. When an opportunity comes up for you to lead, take it. Everyone in the kingdom will be glad you did. Hope your day goes well. We are uh, looking forward to continuing this series in Nehemiah next week. Hope to see you at Hillcrest or maybe before either or. Have a great day. <laughs>